What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Sauce Lab podcast. And so it ends. The end of one of the best football seasons in history. Probably the best one that I've ever watched. So much parody. So much amazing shit went down. And finally, it concluded with an LA Rams at home Super Bowl win last week. I'm sorry that I was not able to put on an episode last week immediately following up the Super Bowl, but here I am to talk about it, to finish off my top 10 at every position, to just bask in what was such an amazing NFL season. I hope that you guys liked it just as much as me. Um, I mean, right around the corner is already the offseason, so I feel like shit has not stopped. I'm right now looking up mock drafts. I'm starting to do my research on the guys, starting to do my research on free agents, things like that. I'm really, really, really hyped to get into the offseason, but I do want to break down what I saw in the Super Bowl, all the stuff that went down, so I'm going to get right into it. Ultimately, the Rams ended up coming out on top. 23-20 to against the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl, in the big game. And wow, can I just say that was such an exciting game. T. Higgins put on a show. Jamar Chase put on a show. The Bengals really did all they could. Joe Burrow did the best that he could in his given situation. Eight sacks allowed. Sheesh. That Bengals O-line really needs an upgrade, I think, at every single position. There's no, there's no one that's safe on that offensive line. The only one who I think is probably solidified for next season is Jonah Williams, the left tackle. But other than that, scrap both your guards, scrap your center, scrap your right tackle, and they really need to revamp that unit. If they somehow can land Teron Armstead in the offseason, I've heard that rumor rumbling a little bit the veteran guy who's been on the Saints for as long as I can remember. I think that that would be such a key upgrade for them, but it's obviously going to take a very big contract, and it's really going to cut into the chance to re-sign guys in their secondary, Tyler Boyd, guys like that. Definitely still a point that they really, really, really need to address, and it'll really help them not only to just get back to that spot, but for Joe Burrow to keep this consistent reign that he's currently having over the NFL. That's really all the points that I can make about the Bengals. I think their defense did as good as they possibly could do. One guy on their defense that really did shit the bed, as everybody saw, as all of Twitter especially saw, was cornerback Eli Apple, a guy that had definitely taken steps up in the playoffs, but really did not play his best, especially guarding Cooper Cup, giving up the game-winning touchdown at the very end of the game. So many athletes came to Twitter to say, we smoking on that Apple pack, which I just thought was hilarious. Peak football comedy. Eli Apple jokes are never not funny, especially when he's slandering the Giants and the Saints and talking like he's this cornerback one in the entire league and then ends up going on to get burnt in the biggest game of the year. Kind of hilarious. But I still do want to tip my hat. Logan Wilson played a fantastic game. Really somebody that I said I was looking for the entire season this season. And I'm looking forward to watching next season as well. Really such a great player. And I think that he continues to grow. Jesse Bates had a really nice interception. And I think at one point, I remember right after he had that huge, long, deep interception against Matthew Stafford, I said that his odds for MVP could have gone up. But ultimately, with the Rams taking it, have to give it to them. With the Rams, they played a fantastic football game. Really, their biggest problem was like penalties and weird shit like that, especially the Jalen Ramsey uh, penalty or the no-call penalty where T. Higgins held his face 
T. Higgins ended up scoring a 75-yard touchdown on it, but luckily it was not enough to swing the pendulum enough that that was going to be an argument because I know that if the Bengals had ended up winning, even if it was tied, go to overtime, something like that, everybody would have been complaining, saying that that call would have really changed everything. So thank God that that call did not make a big difference. Sadly, a guy that I really did expect to have a very big game in this big game, who I think was on pace to, he was looking fantastic in the fourth in the first quarter, but that is Odell Beckham Jr. He ended up going down with an injury, could be a torn ACL, and that could really hurt his monetary value in free agency this coming offseason. But I do think that when he played, he really showed that he is that guy, and I think that he will re-sign with the Rams just because he's found a really good home here. He won the chip. We saw him on the sidelines crying with Andrew Whitworth. And, okay, here, I'm just going to get right into it. This is a big hot take that I have that I've been telling a lot of my friends. Some of them are on board, some of them are not. This is how I feel. The Rams in this Super Bowl, by solidifying this victory, have just locked eight different players, that's right, eight on a roster of 53 men, onto the Hall of Fame ballot. That does not mean that they'll all be first ballot. That does not mean that they'll all 100% make it. Oh my gosh. But these got, there are eight players that I will name to you very soon that I think that now they have the resume that if they keep, they either could make it right now if they retired or if they played a couple more seasons at a pretty efficient level, they will definitely make it at the end of their careers. Those guys are Matthew Stafford, veteran who's been on the Detroit Lions for years, has made countless Pro Bowls, has really not shown that he is a playoff performer up until he made it to the LA Rams and went 4-0 in his first stint with the LA Rams in the playoffs. So incredible for them. I think he, at the end of his career, will be a shoe-in. I think right now is definitely a question mark, but I personally, like I've said, I'm a firm believer that if you've really contributed a ton to NFL history, you really deserve to make it. The other guys on offense that I think will make it for the LA Rams are Cooper Cup having maybe the best wide receiver season of all time. This is another one. If he were to retire today, his career is just too short to auto lock it. But based on this trajectory, he literally only needs three, four more productive seasons where he's just an 1,000-yard receiver, and I think that he is a shoe-in to do it. Top three wide receiver season of all time. You could argue statistically it was the number one season of all time. Triple crown, offensive player of the year, and Super Bowl MVP. Just an unbelievable performance fully from Cooper Cup. The next guy that I think will make it from the Rams is Odell Beckham Jr., arguably the best rookie wide receiver we've ever seen in the NFL, has made a couple All-Pros, and then now to add this Super Bowl to his resume, he he has been one of the best guys of the decade. We have consistently said going into each season that he's going to be so great. Really, the Brown stint is the only thing that could keep him from that Hall of Fame, but I think give him another two, three years of him being a solid wide receiver, especially, I think, that with the trajectory that he's on, his contested catchability, all of that needs to make it. Another guy on offense, Andrew Whitworth, veteran in the league, actually played on the Cincinnati Bengals for the majority of his career, came over to the LA Rams, was really such a leader in the locker room, actually older than Sean McVay, ended up winning that chip. I think that he now just locked himself in. On defense, three guys that I think already were on the pace to do it, but getting this extra Super Bowl victory will really lock it in, and that is Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and Von Miller. Von Miller obviously has shown himself in the Super Bowl before, has won Super Bowl MVP, and I think had already had the resume for it. Aaron Donald, you could now argue, is a top three defensive player of all time. 
undoubtedly first ballot Hall of Famer, undoubtedly the best player in the league right now, undoubtedly a freak of nature. I love Aaron Donald, and you guys know, I said it on my last episode, I wanted him to have this breakout type game where he has some play that really shows in his whole career how great he has been, and he did exactly that with the game-winning QB pressure. I'm not going to say sack because Burrow actually got the ball away. But game-winning QB pressure, that is the play of his career, defines who he is, just a freak of nature. Aaron Donald definitely making it. And then another guy who's arguably been number one in his position for the last three, four years, Jalen Ramsey, I think was already probably a shoo-in just because of his consistency on the All-Pro team. But now with the Super Bowl victory on his record, has to be in it for sure. And then the last guy, number eight, this is an arguable guy just because he really wasn't on the Rams for so long, but technically he was on that Super Bowl roster. He did get the win with the rest of the team, and that is Eric Weddle, the safety who has been fantastic for the entire decade, actually has been retired for, I think, two, three years now, came out of retirement, and then I know led the team in tackles one game. He was really such an enforcer. I saw videos on NFL mic'd up of him talking to the team and giving pregame speeches, and now I heard that he just officially retired again. Again, unbelievable story for him, and I think that honestly, when his career is all said and done, he this Super Bowl victory will definitely help his case to get into the Hall of Fame as well. So that is the eight. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., Andrew Whitworth, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and Eric Weddle, all eight arguably having a Hall of Fame type career at this point. Sean McVay, Unbelievable game from him as well. Definitely deserving to be in that coach Hall of Fame class as well. Already has made two Super Bowls in his very short tenure. I saw some talks about him possibly retiring from coaching. I don't know. I mean, I get that there's more money in broadcasting and he would get a fat bag from doing so. He seems like a guy who just wants to continue to win. So I really don't see that being a possibility. I also know that there were Aaron Donald rumors swirling. And actually, I did hear just on, I want to shout it out because it's not my own take, but on the Stay Hot podcast uh, on TikTok and on everywhere, they were talking about the fact that the LA Rams, it might be very hard to retain the same Super Bowl roster and for them to be just as good as they have been in previous years. It's definitely going to be a struggle for them to keep up this Super Bowl type roster, but... As of right now, that cannot be something that we focus on too much. As of right now, we just need to bask in the glory. It was a great Super Bowl parade afterwards. Great reactions to the Super Bowl. I think everybody really loved the outcome. Loved the fact that Matthew Stafford, Odell Beckham Jr., all these different guys really added to their resume. And it was a fantastic Super Bowl end of the year. So now I want to hop right in and finish up the top 10 players at every position. Again, I am sorry that it has taken so long. I know this is the first time ever that a list of mine has drowned on for three episodes, but I really wanted to break down every single player in every single position, give you guys my full rankings, how I feel, yada yada. So I'm going to jump right in. Today, all we have is cornerback, safeties, and then I did top five for kickers and punters. Kickers and punters, I really did not feel like it needed to be go that deep in depth for, but bygones be bygones. Let's get right into it. Cornerback number one, guy that I just said has been cornerback number one for three to four years. Seems like he is an island of his own. Nobody wants to throw his way, and when you do, the ball gets popped out. He did not have an unbelievable performance, but still, if it wasn't for that helmet, 
drag. He would have had a lot less yards given up in single coverage in the Super Bowl. That is Jalen Ramsey, originally from the Jacksonville Jaguars, now moved on to the LA Rams, just added a Super Bowl victory to his resume. Such a great player. He has the tenacity, the ferociousness that you need at the cornerback position. Reminds me a lot of Deion Sanders. Just a fantastic player. Definitely deserves to be here. Number two, a guy that a lot of people forgot how amazing he was because of his long-term injury this year, but came back, was just as productive when he played, was just as productive, and really makes the Packers defense a top unit in the league, and that is Jair Alexander. Still so young, still far from hitting his prime. I think that his biggest concern is just staying healthy, but also a great man coverage guy, a guy that you could just put on an island and trust that he will lock your wide receiver one down very, very easily. Definitely deserving to be here. Number three, a guy who broke out on the scene this year, who I think is destined for an unbelievable rest of his career. So, like, he's thin, lanky, seems like he's so quick. His ability to move from one side of the field to the other to make the play is just out of this world. I think the best cornerback on PFF this season, definitely deserving of that title. It is AJ Terrell of the Atlanta Falcons, a guy that in his first year I thought could have been a bust, didn't deserve to be a first round pick. He was okay. Falcons defense really hasn't shown much. And then this year just broke onto the scene, allowed such a little amount of yards. He like, if you guys are picking up on what I'm putting in this list, it's not guys with huge interception numbers, not huge guys with tip numbers, things like that. It's guys that just locked the hell out of their guys that they were defending. They just seem like they can always make the athletic play if necessary, but it's usually not even needed because they do so well at boxing out the other guy, and AJ Terrell is the perfect example of that. Number four, this is a guy that really just broke back onto the scene this year. He was originally an all-pro on the Detroit Lions, but now has really reshaped his career, reshaped what is now a brand new Philadelphia Eagles secondary and a whole new defense altogether. That is Darius Slay. He played such a great season this season as well. He really every single week in, week out, would lock down the number one receiver. Always seems like he's getting matched up against the great guys and just consistently gets interceptions, consistently got pick sixes, consistently put up the numbers in the box score, yet also didn't allow their receiver to go too crazy. So I definitely think that Darius Slay deserves to be here. Number five, this is a guy that I am high on. It's been a little bit fluctuating, but definitely deserves to be here. Definitely when he plays, he just does not get burnt, has such a great eye for the ball, and that is Tredavious White. Such a big reason for why that Buffalo Bills defense is so great. Honestly, a lot of people say that edge rushers are so much more necessary than uh corners and secondary and it's really what's in your front seven is what makes your defense so great yet when we look at the list Jalen Ramsey Rams defense one of the best Jair Packers defense one of the best uh Tredavious White Bills defense one of the best and that'll continue going as we keep looking on Tredavious White just does such a great job of shutting down your number one receiver he does not allow the big play ever and is just a very consistent guy when he is on the field. Number six, this dude definitely gives up a little bit more yards, but is so athletic and can get to the ball just like a receiver. And that is JC Jackson of the New England Patriots. I really do feel like uh, there's so, so, so many Patriots on this list. He really does get benefited by the scheme that they run, by Bill Belichick, by the different zone blitzes and things like that that they run. 
but definitely deserving of being on this top 10 list. I think originally in the year I had had him a little bit higher, but then when I went back, watched the tape, and saw just how locked down the other guys in front of him were, I had to put them above it. But J.C. Jackson, definitely, definitely deserving to be here. Number seven, this guy is extremely underrated. A guy who's also very young, still breaking onto the scene, but this year especially, I think, really solidified that he's a lockdown guy and not just a put-up-great-stats guy. Never allowed the defense to get those big plays above him and also has that tenacity that I really love in a cornerback that's willing to get up in your face and talk, and that is Denzel Ward of the Cleveland Browns. I really just want to continue to see that defense on the Browns. I can't help but think that they are not going to go somewhere so, so soon. I do think that Baker Mayfield is not their answer, but with guys like JOK, Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, d- the list goes on. Jadavian Clowney, John Johnson, Greg Newsome. So many dudes on that defense really seem like they're so, so good. They put in the hours, and the Browns are destined for something good. I think that Denzel Ward is really such a big anchor. He definitely benefits from Garrett. Garrett benefits from him. It's a great one-two punch, and I think that Denzel Ward definitely deserves to be here on this list. Another guy, the next guy on my list, is a guy that has let up a lot of yards, if I'm being honest, but seems like when it really comes down to it, can shut down those elite guys, definitely gets in your face and talks, and is definitely a loud, brash guy, and that is Marshawn Lattimore. That's exactly what I'm looking for in a cornerback. I think, again, very, very, very much benefits from that New Orleans Saints defense, from Cam Jordan, from Demario Davis. They all work off of each other, CJG on the defense like there's so many great guys on that defense but Marshawn Lattimore I do got to give my props definitely the best cornerback on that team I think that a cornerback too will even help Marshawn Lattimore explode to even higher heights than he has been he has like I have to be honest he has given up a couple of long bombs especially this season and was not as great in coverage but with his ability to make a play on the ball and tip it out at the very last second I need to put him in the top 10 he definitely deserves to be there number nine is a guy that that this season probably did not play at a top 10 level, but based on what I've seen over the last 10, five, seven years, ooh, he is great. And that is Stefan Gilmore, a guy that is just being forgotten completely, especially after he was traded to the Carolina Panthers from the New England Patriots. I think that a lot of people have been disregarding him and saying that he was just a system of the Bill Belichick defense. And while that might be true, and he definitely might regress, I still think that if you look at it, he was a defensive player of the year. He was a secondary player who was the defensive player of the year only three years ago, is still coming out of his prime, like is still in his prime and should be in that top 10 conversation. And I think that when you man him up against your number one guy, you can trust him to at least hold him to less than five receptions, maybe five if you're lucky. Stefan Gilmore, definitely, definitely deserving to be here. And then number 10, this one took a lot for me to put him here. I don't love him as a player, but I cannot disagree with the fact that his ball tracking ability, his ability to make the interception, his ability, his athletic just prowess is so unbelievable, and that is Travon Diggs of the Dallas Cowboys was so pivotal to them being one of the most 
high turnover prone defenses in the NFL. Micah Parsons obviously helped that. Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Randy Gregory, a lot of guys on that defense definitely helped him out and were the reason why some of these balls didn't go exactly towards the receiver. And they actually went a little bit awry and that's how he was able to lead the league in interceptions. But when you have 11 interceptions, I can't not put you up this high. Yes, he might be a liability at times in the coverage unit, but the other things make up for that. The ability to turn the ball over and completely shift the narrative of the game and give Dak Prescott and that offense the ball back 11 different times this season from one specific guy really just does make me feel the need to put him in this list. He definitely can't be a top five guy with how many yards he gives up, with how many touchdowns he gives up, but he definitely has to be in the top 10, in my opinion. All right, now just going back over that list, Ramsey 1, Jair 2, AJ Terrell number 3, Slay 4, Tredavious White 5, JC Jackson 6, Denzel Ward 7, Marshawn Lattimore 8, Gilmore 9, and Trayvon Diggs 10. Now, last official position. Almost done, boys. We're making it through. I'm sorry this has been long. I should stop apologizing and just get into these damn safeties. Number 1. A guy who is known for his ball hawking ability. One of the best free high safeties in the NFL. The highest PFF grade out of all safeties. A guy that has always been in this conversation for the last four years and has really showed consistency and has been a lone bright spot on a defense that I didn't think was so great going into this year and then really outperformed expectations and blew my head off. And that is Kevin Byard with the Tennessee Titans. Just a guy that has a knack for getting the ball, can so easily cover the the downfield bombs, can get to the ball in midair, flies around the field. He deserves to be there. Kevin Byard, number one safety in the NFL, in my opinion. Number two, this guy, yes, he's obviously a safety, but this man could play anywhere if he wanted. He could be a linebacker, an edge rusher, a safety. He plays in the box. He plays at slot. He plays at outside corner. He plays everywhere, and he is so, so great. He's a big hitter. He's great in coverage, great at tackling. Really, the whole package, I think that if Bayer didn't have as great of a season as he did, this dude, talent-wise and physicality-wise, should and very much can be number one. But just now, this season, Kevin Byard had a really great season. But Derwin James is that second guy. He is creeping up so, so fast. Also had a great season and was one of the lone, very, very bright spots on that Chargers defense. It's really the Derwin James and Joey Bosa show when it comes to the Chargers defense. They definitely have a lot of holes. But Derwin James does such a great job of covering up those holes and not allowing people to see them because he just flies around the field in the secondary, in the box, in the front seven, everything. Just such a great player. Number three, this dude was in a big, big trade. I think it was last year or two years ago from the Miami Dolphins to the Pittsburgh Steelers and has really showed that this is the move that they had to make. Also, another guy that I feel like could play corner with the best of them has great coverage skills, and that is Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, Another example of the defense really benefiting him, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, all the crazy guys on that Steelers front seven, and just the Mike Tomlin defensive scheme is always so, so great, but he fits this mold exactly of a fly-around guy that can definitely lock up the secondary for you. He is that guy. I, I I have really caught my mistake. I do say da-da-da is that guy a lot, and I'm 
apologizing for that because that is not an in-depth enough take to just say that some guy is that guy, but Minka is definitely up there with the best of them. Number four, guy who just played in this past Super Bowl, a guy that I had thought for a while was a dark horse to actually win Super Bowl MVP, ended up getting an interception. I said played the hell out of his possibility like he really just stepped up to the challenge it was just not enough to overcome and that is Jesse Bates the best player on the Bengals Super Bowl Super Bowl defense he's the best player on that defense he deserves to be here he consistently makes plays flies around can knock the ball out at the final second and deserves to be here number five this dude I feel like I'm underrating him I, it's so crazy to say because there really are so many talented safeties in this league, but Jordan Poyer, and then you're going to see another uh, Bill coming out very, very soon, but Jordan Poyer, definitely the best Bills secondary player this season because of Tredavious White's injuries. Uh, Poyer was always there. Poyer made some fantastic plays against the Kansas City Chiefs. It was obviously not enough to overcome, and they ended up winning in that overtime game, but Poyer definitely made his mark. That interception against the Patriots, what was that? Where he flew out of nowhere and made that end of back of the corner diving interception. Unbelievable play by him. Really seems like he fits very well into that Buffalo scheme. And him and Micah High just make up two of the best free high safeties in the entire NFL, never letting any big plays come against the Buffalo Bills, which is so necessary in today's NFL. Jordan Poyer definitely deserves to be here. Number six, another guy that is a veteran, has been doing it for a while, and has just shown consistency year in, year out, and that is Harrison Smith of the Minnesota Vikings. He is such a hard hitter. He's so great at wrapping up and making the tackle, but he also can cover with the best of them. Has always been in this list. I think will ultimately be a Hall of Famer when it, when it's all said and done. He's been in the top three safety conversation for the past five-ish years, maybe even longer. Definitely get got to tip my hat to Harrison Smith of the Minnesota Vikings. Great player. Number seven, another fantastic coverage guy. A guy who took a small step back, but their secondary was pretty loaded, so I can't really knock him that much. But a guy that I, I know my roommate is such a big fan of, and that is Justin Simmons of the Denver Broncos. He really seems like he is a pivotal part of that Broncos defense. They really need to pay him, lock him up long term, and ensure that this dude is going to man their secondary alongside Patrick Sertan for the next 5-10 years. He's such a great player, still very young, and is yet to even hit his prime. Justin Simmons, definitely up there. Number 8, this dude is small, versatile, moves around, does it all. Great tackling, great at getting in the box. I think that he's a little bit overrated in the coverage unit but definitely still deserving of being in the top 10, and that is Buda Baker of the Arizona Cardinals. We saw he, he makes the interception when necessary. He makes the tackle when necessary. He really likes to get physical with them, which I think is very necessary in your safety. And he just is such a fly-around guy. I've said it before, but with Isaiah Simmons, uh, all Byron Murphy, these guys in the Arizona Cardinals secondary just seem like they're so lanky and fast and can make the tackle on any given play that I feel like they have something building there really, really, really good, especially with Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt still being there. Buda Baker should only continue to improve. Buda Baker, number eight. Number nine, mentioned him before, Micah Hyde. 
Great, great player. Another free high safety that plays for the Buffalo Bills, who just showed time in, time out. He the, that safety duo, by far the best safety duo in the duo in the league as of right now, has been one of the biggest, if not the biggest, part of them being such a highly touted defense this entire season, and really played a great playoffs. Definitely didn't play as well as Jordan Poyer, and didn't play well enough to ultimately make it even farther than they wanted to. They ultimately lost to the Chiefs. I'm, I'm rambling now I'm repeating myself but Micah Hyde definitely deserving to be number nine and then number 10 a rookie actually most rookie safeties I feel like aren't just jumping in and making this list but Javon Holland of the Miami Dolphins is so so great he has that fly around ability he can make a tackle on the ball he can make a play on the ball and knock it loose at any part of the field it seems like he's just running around so athletic and has and is very far from hitting his prime so I really assume that he will continue to climb and climb and climb this list for sure so now just going back over my safeties Kevin Byard, 1, Derwin James, 2, Minka, 3, Jesse Bates, 4, Jordan Poyer, 5, Harrison Smith, 6, Justin Simmons, 7, Buda Baker, 8, Micah Hyde, 9, and Javon Holland, 10. And now I'm going to do this one very quickly because I do not have many stats to back these things up. This is just what I've seen out of the statistics from this year, what I've seen out of consistency all time. Fantasy points, yada, yada, yada. This is my kickers list. Number one, the most clutch guy in the NFL. Call me biased, but he's been doing it for over 15 years, and that is Justin Tucker of the Baltimore Ravens, best kicker in the NFL. Number two, a guy who also had so many clutch kicks this year, really came in when necessary and got it done for the Las Vegas Raiders. That is Daniel Carlson. Number three, it just always seems like the Patriots can find some guy to throw into their system, and he ends up kicking like the best of them. An ex-New York Jet, a guy that I used to be such a fan of, ended up falling off the face of the earth, was not anything, a free agent for a couple years. I know spent some time in Tampa Bay, ended up going to New England, and now is looking like an all-pro kicker once again, Nick Folk. Definitely deserves to be here. Number four, and then number four and five, actually, both Super Bowl appearance players. Number four is the rookie, Evan McPherson, a guy who is so McPherson when it comes to kicking the ball. Uh, That was a horrific dad joke. I'm so sorry that you had to hear that. But Evan McPherson really is that guy. I have him in my Dynasty Fantasy League, ready for him to continue to be one of the best kickers in the NFL for the next 10 to 15 seasons. Only kicker drafted this past year and really proved why, especially when it came down to the playoffs. He was kicking these crucial, crucial game winners that... It, it really seems so easy. It's a gimme, but it's not, especially when you look at how many people missed this year. So Evan McPherson definitely belongs at four. And number five, another guy who played in the Super Bowl who also had some very clutch kicks throughout this playoff run. It is Matt Gay. Played an unbelievable season. It seems like their special teams is locked in for a while in L.A. And I really love what Matt Gay has done. So my kickers, just going over that, Justin Tucker 1, Carlson 2, Nick Folk 3, Evan McPherson 4, and Matt Gay 5. And now for the punters, number 1 of the Detroit Lions. It's a team that loves to punt, that's for sure. It is Jack Fox, also super young, just seems like he consistently seems to punt, boot it out of the stadium, does what he needs to do. That's really all I can say in that capacity. Number two, another guy that just jumped onto the scene, 
honestly making the best special teams unit in the NFL. It is AJ Cole with the Las Vegas Raiders as well. It really seems like he always can just boot it out of the uh, out of the stadium as well. I think has the longest punt on the season with around 72, 73 yards. Really has a boot on his foot. Blake Gilkin is coming in at number three of the New Orleans Saints. Just was a consistent guy. Rarely punted, but when they needed to. Actually, no, what am I saying rarely punted? After Jameis Winston went down, their offense was pretty atrocious. He needed to be on the field a bunch and got it done when necessary. Michael Dixon, another player on a team that punted pretty frequently the Seattle Seahawks just seemed like he was always getting it done has been in that conversation of top punters in the NFL for a while definitely deserves to be here and then number five a guy that has consistently been one of the best punters in the NFL had a short very short stint on the Jets this year just want to point that out has been a long time New Orleans Saints and is now on the Atlanta Falcons it is Thomas Morstead still old but still can punt with the best of them Top punters goes Fox 1, Cole 2, Gilkin 3, Dixon 4, and Morstead 5. And now, that is it for the Sauce Lab podcast. Top 10 players at every position. I hope that you guys liked the list. I hope that you guys enjoyed. And I think that that's it that I've got for the entire episode. I know that this one was definitely a shorter one. I'm sorry that I didn't get to you guys last week. The semester has really been changing. My workload's been changing. But one big announcement that I've really been wanting to talk about is that I'm actually joining the Syracuse radio station. That is right. I just started my training yesterday, Z89. And hopefully the Sauce Lab podcast will be heard throughout the city of Syracuse and far beyond. Hopefully this is a big kickstart to get this podcast even more listeners. I'm having such a great time. I don't know when the next episode that I'm going to be able to get out is. Like I said, my semester's changing. I have a lot more on my plate at this point, but I still want to get you guys the episodes. Still got to do a free agency breakdown, the Sauce Lab's first mock draft of the year. We have a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff coming, so do not think that anything is going to slow down. I love you guys. Love making the episodes. Loved this past NFL season. Really cannot stress that enough. I think a good idea that I'm thinking of doing a little bit soon is the reasons why this was the best NFL season that we've seen in a while, and just giving some hilarious stories about the season, some hilarious stats, things like that, that just really go to show how much parody there was this year, how much fun it was, and all of that. So I hope you guys tune into that one. I hope you guys love it. hope you guys follow, subscribe, tell your friends about the Sauce Lab podcast. Thank you guys for such a great NFL season. And I hope to see you guys next week. Peace.